Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Wayne Healy, CEO of Peninsula Energy. We wanted to catch up with regards to their quarterly activities results. Uh, we talked to him about the field demonstration, uh, their contracts selling into market for 2021, and obviously the resulting cash in the bank at the moment and what they're going to do with it. If you want our thoughts on that conversation, any of those topics, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis on various uh, companies and commodities. There are summaries of other interviews that we've done just to save you some time. There are training courses to help you with your own intelligence. And of course, there's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. So do go and join our thriving community of intelligent investors sharing their thoughts and ideas on those topics with each other at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Wayne, how are you doing, sir? Doing great. Thanks, Matt. It's good to join you again. Yeah, fantastic. Do you have a good Christmas? Good New Year? All of that? Absolutely. You know, January has been a really good month. The post-Christmas um, things seem to be settling down. Companies like ours have had good runs on on our share price, and and that seems to be settling into a good phase. I think investors have positioned themselves really well um, for for an upcoming run in uranium. So you know, it's been a very nice month, and and it's been. You know, a chance to to regroup as as the the new year sets in. I think yeah, I'm hearing the same thing. You know, I think a lot of obviously most of you guys went up two three times. Uh, you know, December or early January softened a bit, but it seems these generalists are timing it beautifully. They're coming in and positioning themselves for what they see as a sort of a uh, strong second half of this year. Absolutely, there's a lot of enthusiasm, and and everybody's reading the market right. There's there's compelling reasons to be thinking about uranium supply and demand fundamentals. Uh, you know, lacks of inventory in the market, and and a certainty that that utilities will be picking up additional you know uranium uh, probably through contracts. Uh, but the demand side of things is is really strong, and the supply side of things is really weak. So anybody who's looking at uranium now is looking at it for all right reasons. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. I think some, um, you know, this is why people say sometimes timing and luck is what you need in investing, not necessarily intelligence. I think I'm, I'm living living proof of the of the latter, but um, right. <laughs> we better we better talk about uh, some of your. You said it, not me. I, know, I'm just I had to. I knew you were going to. Um, we better talk about some of your announcements because your your quarterlies have come out. Um, nice, not bad. You happy? Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, Peninsula had a good uh, quarter uh, ending in December. We brought out our announcement this week. Uh, we had a, a net cash burn for the quarter of only one million dollars. We had revenues from from contract sales of about one point four million net revenues. Um, and we accomplished a great deal in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, we're not sitting on our thumbs, but we're also not burning a great deal of cash. Uh, you know, all of the, the positioning that we were going through through the, the course of last year has really come, come home now. And, and the com- company is sitting comfortably uh, with a game plan to advance the Lance project to get it ready for production. And, and uh, we can do it within our means. We have the cash, uh, $8.4 million at the end of the year. We have revenues in 2021 from our contract sales that could be six to $8 million. 
uh, again, you know, the news that's coming out of the company is all very good, uh, and, and it's, a, it's a good time to be, um, you know, in charge of Peninsula Energy. Yeah, seems seems like as I, you know, it's easy to forget that you're actually a producer with with contracts uh, and you can sell them to the market. Um, not too many of those around. Um, talk to me if if you can about the, also the QT, um, the OTC listing that you've kind of upped your game a little bit there. It seems right. Well, our only listing is on the Australian Stock Exchange ESX and our, our symbols pen, uh, but we've. Uh, long neglected um, the U.S. investors who, you know, are often very interested in our project. It's U.S.-based, it's in Wyoming, and and it's, you know, our story is really one of a U.S. producer uh, with an Australian listing. Uh, this month, the month of January, uh, we went out and up, upgraded our um, access for U.S. investors. We, we moved from the OTC grays, which is the space of neglect, you know, where nobody nobody pays attention to the grays because their markets are, are companies that aren't reporting and aren't, aren't doing anything with the OTC. We uplisted to the OTC pink sheets or, or pink uh, markets uh, for the time being, and we've applied for the OTC QB markets, which is a transparent uh, um, marketplace where, where U.S. investors can acquire foreign shares or shares that, you know, that are listed in, in foreign countries and, and trade them with transparency and there's a market maker and an orderly market. So, uh, you know, there, the orderly market for the pinks is, is fairly decent, but it's not where we belong as a company. We're not uh, a speculative, um, you know, junior company that, that's, uh, you know, in and out of bankruptcy or whatever. You know, we're a solid company that does full listing and, 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 and full uh, reporting on, on an exchange. Uh, we don't belong in the pinks, but but it takes a little while for OTC to process our application, and you know, we qualify for the QB markets, and we'll be there soon. Good, pink the pink sheets. No, it's something that uh, we would totally ignore. What, what, what are you doing in there? But at least you've got a, a market maker. I mean, what, what's he doing for you or she? Well, well, you know, since we we uh, got a market maker. Um, you know, working with trading our shares on the pinks, we've gone from about 40,000 shares uh, per day uh, at, which is where we, what we were trading with the grays, which is nothing and, and rightfully so, but we've gone to about 700, 800,000 okay. shares per day trading on the pinks. And I think when we, we move to the QB, we'll probably, you know, see double that. I've looked at a lot of companies when we were making this decision, you know, it, it's, it's a cost effective way to gain access for, for our, uh, uh, you know, potential investors. But I looked at it, and a lot of companies with, you know, single listings or, or, or in particular, uranium companies are seeing uh, 20 to 30 percent of their an, uh, daily market volume trading on the OTC. So, you know, four shares trade over in, in, in Australia, and, you know, to one share trading in the U.S. It's a big boost to the liquidity of the stock, and and it's and it's really an enhancement for the access uh, for U.S. investors to be able to trade during their daylight, uh, daytime hours with their their home currency, which is the U.S. dollar. Okay, but you know what's going to move it even more? If you can talk about the progress of your field demonstration, how's it going? The field demonstration was um, part of our announcement for, for the quarterly. Uh, we started a field demonstration back in August with three full-scale patterns. 
really and truly the, the progress on the field demonstration has been very satisfactory. But it is a 12 to 18 month endeavor, so you know the news flow is going to come slower than investors really would hope. Uh, you know, this is we're going to have continuous news flow throughout the the, um, the quarter. But uh, in the field demonstration, uh, uh, the quarter, not just the quarter, but the, throughout the year 2021, uh, you know, we've been maintaining the the target flow rates, uh, which is important. You know, because if if the chemistry is wrong, you'll lose flow rate really fast. Um, the acidification of the field, bringing the pH down, uh, we're rapidly approaching our targets, but we're not there yet. Uh, and that's fairly close to on schedule. Uh, it's, it's really on schedule as far as I'm concerned. Um, solids management systems, which is, you know, when you, when you put new chemistry, uh, geochemistry into a system, you sometimes generate fines. Uh, we noticed that when we did a field breach trial previously. Um, so we designed some solids management systems and those solids management systems are doing exceptionally well. We haven't had problems with fine solids. Uh, you know, so um, all of the things that we were expecting are, are being demonstrated, which is the purpose of the field uh, demonstration. Good, because because it's, it's harder for people to understand ISR than it is drill results, because that's more, more common. Um, I know, obviously, uranium is... 50% of it's produced by ISR. It's not necessarily a, a North American feature. So when you say we've got lots of results coming back over the course of the next 12 months or so, I mean, how, how do we, Aaron, how do you get a sense of th that things are going the right way? They are delivering the results that they want. What, what should we be looking out for? Well, I think that, you know, the key today is have we been able to maintain the flow rate? And that's a de definitive yes. We designed for 75 gallons a minute in this demonstration, and we've been maintaining 75 minutes from the start to today. Uh, definitive, you know, we have to deliver uh, water into the formation and chemistry into the formation to dissolve the uranium. I've told you once before, water is our miner. We have to put that water down, and the way we do that is with flow and flow rate. We're very, uh, we've been doing very successful um, uh, demonstration on that. We maintain our flow rate very well. And, and that means that the chemistry will come to the point where uranium solubility will be good. And, and um, you know, we'll see the uranium uh, recovery curve develop over the course of the, the coming months. Uh, today, you know, uranium is, is coming out, but at, at uh, still a fairly low level because we're not at our target chemistry. A little more flow, a little more time. Target chemistry makes it makes it to the formation and comes out. Okay, but it's it's expected. So when you used the word when you used the word earlier, it's satisfactory. Is that you being just cautious, or is it not meeting expectations? It is meeting expectations, man. Uh, I'm. I, I'll be clear about that. Um, the field demonstration is right on track. Beautiful. That's what I want to hear. Um, so we, we, we'll, look, we'll look out for announcements from you over the coming months. That's, that's, that's good news. Um, have you, do you mind if I kind of bring it to the macro a little bit here? And we did talk over the Christmas New Year period about US um, uh, uranium reserve. The government, Biden government seems to be moving at some pace. Uh, and, and it's featured on quite a quite a few things, but energy has been a big big part of that. Are you hearing anything with regards to the seventy five million bucks? Um, in terms of, are they reaching out to companies? 
Do they want to, you know, do they need your feedback into, into this decision-making process? I mean, what's the next step? Yeah. Uh, what's next for the uranium reserve is is that uh, the Department of Energy is is likely to come out um, with a request uh, for information from stakeholders like com- companies like Peninsula and other stakeholders and and a request for public information on how they should go about acquiring uranium and what criteria they should use. No decisions have been made on that front, and I don't think that anybody is representing that they have them. But the process will um, take time. You know, the government is moving forward and the Biden administration is very clearly supportive. We've been having hearings of of political appointees and particularly the Secretary of Energy. And in the hearings, the question is, you know, what's your position on the uranium reserve? And the answer has been, I'll respect the wishes of Congress. This is, you know, Congress funded this and we will enact this. Um, The Biden administration has got a very clear uh, clean energy agenda, and uh, we believe that uranium and, and nuclear power fits into that mold very, very well. I mean, this is the first full week of, of the Biden administration and President Biden and being in office, and he's done an awful lot uh, with respect to clean energy, with respect to um, uh, the environment. Uh, you name it, he's been on top of it. Uh, but so far, what I've seen from the Biden administration is uh, positive and, and good views for um, mining and the importance of mining critical uh, minerals and good news for nuclear energy and the importance of uh, clean, uh, carbon-free uh, energy in our you know, baseload in, in our system. Okay. In the meantime, companies like Kazatomprom like Cameco are talking the language of going having to buy products in the open market on spot markets because their production has been curtailed. Um, I think COVID continues to be rampant in, in Kazakhstan. Something, something ridiculous like you know, a, f- a fifth of their staff unable to work because uh, they've got COVID um, and the rest you know, being kept, kept away, kept at home. Um, how does that hamper or aid your ability to fulfill your contracts? Um, well, look, uh, you know, we have been using the spot market or, or acquiring material in the markets to to fulfill our contracts. And and that's simply because the, the price of uranium today in the spot market is still below our expected cost of production should we put our project back in. Uh, so, but for 2021, this year, we've already gone out and secured uh, contractually all of the material that we need um, to satisfy our con- contractual requirements. So there's no impact. Uh, the spot market could go up significantly. That would be great. Um, and that won't change our economics at all. We'll still be guiding towards a six to $8 million uh, net revenue on our, our contractual deliveries this year because we fixed the, the uh, purchase price already. And, and the only reason there's a range is because uh, the delivery price is, is uh, base uh, price escalated and the escalators haven't been, been set yet. We don't know what inflation is going to be. Okay, okay. So and I'm, I'm kind of interested, not, not only from your perspective, does it, you know, does it dampen your ability to you know, ha- attain that income, that margin, but the wider context of the market and just soaking up some of this loose inventory, which again is a slightly opaque market. No one's quite sure where it is and how much of it they're 
actually is yeah. um, and when so it will be completely I'd, soaked up. I'd like to comment on that. Yeah, we, we had a, a big year of, of soaking up material last year uh, in, in 2020. Uh, and and there's a, there is a big question mark as to how much additional material is available for spot um, purchases. Will it be a big quantity or, or will the demand in the spot coming from producers uh, to deliver into their contracts, you know, finally drive the price uh, quite a bit higher? You know and I know that the spot price leads the, the long-term price. So rising spot prices mean long-term uh, contract prices will also rise. Um, I think this is the year, the setup, the stage is set. Uh, we're losing primary producers that produced material and sold into the spot. Um, less and less material is becoming available to the spot and more and more material is being drawn out of the spot. What else could happen? You know, <laughs> there's, there's a simply, you know, we're consuming inventory that's on the surface today and, and we're moving towards a, a higher price environment and, and it just seems inevitable. Yeah, we've seen that with the, with, with the enriched um, material too, as the prices have been driven higher. That would suggest that uh, the stockpile or stock of the inventories are reducing somewhat as well. Okay, well, that, that, sorry, sorry to bring it back you know, into the macro. I know you want to talk about Peninsula. So, um, how are you laying out the stall for this year? Because, okay, quarterly's out, lovely. Second half, I think most commentators are suggesting that some decisions will need to start being made then in terms of term contracting um, between now and then. Spot price seems fairly soft, hasn't really moved in, in quite a few months uh, now. Um, how, do, how do you deal with that as a CEO? Right. Well, we've, been, we've re-engaged talking to uh, uh, fuel buyers and, and you know, we're looking at, at what their opinions of prices are going to be and, and the opportunities to sell into the market at prices that are favorable for our restart. Uh, we are preparing our project for restart in a lot of ways. The, the field demonstration is, is a great example. Uh, doing the field demonstration means that when we go back into commercial production and we do it with low pH uh, rather than alkaline, uh, that we put our best foot forward. So as long as we have time to run the field demonstration and, and continue to, to um, obtain learnings from doing uh, important testing at a field scale, um, the longer we do that, the better off we'll be when we step into uh, commercial production. So, uh, but, but at the same time, uh, our board, our, our folks are evaluating the timeframes and, and, and our requirements in our contracts uh, as to when we need to be putting our project back into production. It won't be so long. Peninsula is, is an inevitable producer. Um, you know, whether or not the market changes a lot, we have contracts that that uh, ask for production from our site. So, you know, we're preparing for that. We're, we're getting ready to uh, put the project back into production um, sometime in, in, in the near future. It may not be 2021. We don't necessarily, we don't, we have our contract satisfied for 2021, but down the road, we will be producing again. It's inevitable. Okay, it's inevitable. And, and the, demonstra the demo field demonstration is for your benefit to make sure that you're doing it the right way. But ultimately, it's so you can talk to these uh, utility buyers, these fuel buyers, to say, we've got the formula right, we're getting the, the production that we want, and we will be able to meet 
um, any contracts that we sign with you? Because they need certainty of your ability to do that. So what are the questions they're asking now? Or is that the case of you said, we'll be good. Let's let's talk again in 12 months. Or I mean, what's that conversation look like? No, it, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, 2021 will bring some buying uh, by the buyers. They're not ready yet or they're not contracting yet. There's still good opportunities for them to to fortify their inventories through the uh, the spot market until the spot market starts to rise, and and when we see that spot market rising, I think the utilities are going to make a pretty quick shift towards securing mid and longer term supplies uh, contractually. Right. Okay. So it sounds it sounds to me like you're you're good for cash. You've got more more cash coming in this year off the back of your contracts. GNA overhead seemed quite low. The, the the net number seems very low, as low as it's been for a long time. Um, and you're proving the case for your your technology, your flow sheet, uh, saying to the market it will work. It's inevitable. Um, it's just a question of uh, time to get to where we need it to be. Okay. Interesting. Well, the other aspect, uh, Matt, is just you know that our contract book is is you know has us moving towards a, a position of being a producer, uh, but but we're interested in more contracts because the more we can layer in, uh, you know, the better we can secure the cash flow, and and the more motivation we have to to increase our production and lower our overall um, you know operating costs or. or um, when I say lower, you know, volume is, is is the key to getting better uh, unit costs. So producing at a higher volume for additional contracts is is uh, really you know what we're looking for in the market. You know, so we we need to layer in additional contracts um, to accelerate the production decision for our project. But how do, how do you do that? Given your current state, I mean, how, how do you go and get more contracts? Why is why is anyone going to give you a contract? Well, that's it. Um, they want to do business with companies who are producers, proven producers, have a track record, and, and are capable of delivering. I think we've positioned ourselves there now. People are beginning to understand, yes, the low pH is going to work very well. Uh, this company has um, uh, a motivation to be back in production uh, sooner, uh, more sooner than, than most. And, uh, you know, since they will be producing, let, let's... Uh, Put a piece of our uh, requirements with Peninsula. Yeah, but okay, but just just on that, you know, you have been a producer. You have a team that understand uh, uh, understand uranium at least. Well, that, that that's quite unusual in some uranium companies at the moment. But you've got a process which is starting to work. You're showing it's got the big, it's got the beginnings of being able to work, but it's not working yet. So. You're talking the language of getting more contracts, but talk to me about the timing of getting more contracts given the current situation. Right. Well, um, you know, for us, the price has to be right. So the current situation doesn't have the pricing right. So we have to wait for the market to evolve just like others. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, when the market evolves, we'll be at the front of the pack uh, with a, you know, a proven project. Uh, and a, a quick time frame to put the project back into production. So um, I think that you know we're in a very good position to negotiate contracts with with um, with uh, fuel buyers, uh, utilities, and and with the U.S. government uh, when they do come to market uh, you know, to look for for uh, inventory or materials for the U.S. uranium reserve. Right, but that, but that's you. That's you on the front foot taking a very bold stance and saying that that's a that's a factor which 
I will control. I will make that decision as to when we do it, and it's based on price in the market. But likewise, they, they utility buyers, fuel buyers have got to be looking at you and going, well, I need that guy, that company to get into a position where I'm comfortable. And that's got to be around, show me and demonstrate to me that you can um, deliver against a contract if I give it to you. And so I'm, I'm questioning you as to, you know, yeah, when are right. you well, going to be able to time that? Maybe I'm, I missed that because we've been delivering into contracts all along. Uh, we've already proven that we're a reliable supplier. Um, well, you're, and, but that's a different game, that, isn't it? Uh, you're a reliable spot buyer and selling in, in, into market that way. I'm, I'm talking about your production capability because at some point, if price does move, yeah. you know, mar margins fall away, right? And which, is, which is exactly why we're doing the field demonstration today is to show without a doubt, to the market that um, this technology works at this site. Uh, you know, we've, we've done it on a lab scale, things uh, we're, we're taking it to the field scale, showing that with commercial um, operations, we can produce uranium successfully. And, and I think without a doubt, you know, by the end of this year, that that's gonna be um, understood uh, better than it has been that, that the Lance projects in Wyoming are, are reliable source of uranium. Right. That's what I wanted to hear because you know what I mean? That your, your business model is not being a future spot buyer. You're, the, what people are buying into right. is your ability and your company's assets ability to produce uranium and sell it into the market and make some money. That's that's the model that works for you. Otherwise, you know, at some point when your, your current contracts aren't able, you, I know you're done for this year, so that's all good, but going forward, no, buying, I mean, buying is not what you're that, about. That's very clear. We're not here to be a trader. We're here to be a producer. We have all the people, the projects, the permits, everything in place to be a producer. Uh, I think there's a lot of reason for, for fuel buyers to have the confidence that we will be a, a reliable supplier of produced uranium in the future. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Anyway, just needed to hear you say it. Thank you very much, Wayne. Uh, that's uh, well done on the quarterly. Some ni nice numbers, very encouraging. Well done on the uh, the field uh, demo. That seems to be heading the right way. You got to stay in touch. Let us know how that goes on and how that proceeds, because I think that's obviously the key to um, significant future growth for you. Thank you, Matt. It's been uh, nice joining you again today, and I look forward to uh, updating you again in the future. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.